every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyperconscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we chatted about what to do in this downtime to build yourself up. Today, for episode number 324, we are going to do a small talks episode on why you struggle keeping certain friends. So before we jump into this episode, you know it's coming. I'm going to try to convince you that coaching is the way. I had a client reach out to me this morning and thank me, and she said that the email that I had sent her earlier this morning actually brought her to tears. And then I texted that um, to Emilia, not the actual verbiage, but basically that's why I love coaching, because helping you win is my absolute top priority, and doing what is hard and necessary today and me helping you stay accountable to that, you're, you will look back one day and go, thank you so much past self for doing what is hard and necessary during this challenging time oh my goodness thank you past self oh right i also am a big fan of coaching i think it's a lot of people think they want a certain result and they they need certain like things to get there i think like if you ask me what would it take to be successful i would give you a list of things but i would be missing like three quarters of them right it's not it's not just like how do you gain confidence? You don't gain confidence just by talking about it or just by being coached. I challenge my clients to do things. Oh, yeah. Like, I want you to get out of your comfort zone. I want you to send an email today. I want you to prospect for a client today and, like, let me know when you did that. I think accountability is huge, but it's also having that challenge of somebody who is doing or has done what you're doing. So, just a little bit about me. A All little right. bit about Kayvon. So... This is something that Alan and I discovered the other day. We came up with this thing called the independent and interdependent macro. Oh, yeah? What that basically means is you will probably struggle to hang on to certain friends if they don't have a, a goal similar to yours. Think of it like this. I can either choose to hang out and watch Netflix or go to a mastermind with Alan and Mark. If I truly want to be the best podcaster in the world, if I truly want to be a world-class speaker, if I want to be a great podcast coach, I have to choose hanging out with Mark and Alan. Yeah. It's not even a... It, there is no thought. It's just, I have to do this. Right. If you have a friend who just wants to hang out and be comfortable, if you want a friend who is just okay with what is, they don't necessarily have big goals, they're going to be focused on spending time with you. Right. Because that is their macro. Their macro is to be in your life where your macro is to change the world. You will have to choose the other thing over them more often than not. And that's why the distance starts. And they might not, they will not understand why because your decision making is completely different. So like Kevin just said, that other person might be like, okay, well, why aren't you spending time with me? Because I have to go this way because I'm called to go this way. If I want to achieve this great dream i have to become more i have to grow i have to make decisions based on what will help me grow the most and if that isn't you then i have to choose this other thing and they you'll feel misunderstood and if you're misunderstood you're always going to struggle with that yeah and i think a lot of thing uh, like something that jumps off the page to me is people will reach out and say i'm, I'm struggling with my friends sometimes those friends 
might not be the right ones for your life. And that's like, that's the hard truth. Like, again, we talked about this recently about the best from your past or the best for your future. It's hard to say that, but like, you know, maybe they're not the best for you. Just because they're what's familiar and what you're used to doesn't mean they're they're everything. I'm going to go here, so <clears throat> I'll ask you a question. Sure. So we've had clients now for almost two years, probably a year and a half for you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a client who was working with you who was growing, who didn't have trouble relating to their old friends? No. Same. No, I, I think it's par for the course. This is universal. Yeah, it's again, this is one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about because it's it's not the sexiest thing to talk about. But it's it's kind of like this with anything. If you're going on a diet, you're not going to be hanging out with the people who just hammer pizza. All It's going to make your... Think of it this way, anchors and engines. We talk about that. If you're on a diet and you're focused on losing weight and eating healthy foods and staying under your caloric needs, it's going to be far harder for you to spend time with people who don't care about dieting. They're right. just hammering whatever food. It's just going to make, they become an anchor. Right. Where if you were to hang out with Alan and I, and we were both tracking, that would be engines. That would actually help you get to your goals. Right. That's why, like, it's nothing against your friends. They're not bad people. They're not, <clears throat> they're not lazy. They're none of that. But if their goals and your goals are not congruent, by default, they actually probably are the opposite. If you can't climb the mountain with somebody, then you're just pulling their dead weight up. And that's your, what are the chances you actually get to your goal? So if I had to ask you, would you rather keep the friends that you have or succeed, what would your answer be? And right. I, I won't hold it against you either way if you're watching or listening. I totally understand. Sometimes it is that choice. Now, sometimes you can have, like you, for example, you're a friend of mine that I can succeed and have you as a friend. And that's, those are the friends you really want to find. That's, that's the dream team. And, and so my, this is my example of this. I had a fr- an older, an old friend of mine, because we're not really friends anymore. Again, I have nothing against this person. I think he's a great person. Um, but one day he said, I just want to be like you. When I said, what is your goal? What is your dream? What is your vision? What do you want to do with your life? He said, Kev, I, I want to be just like you. I said, that's the problem. The only reason I am the person I am right now is because this is a pit stop on the way to who I want to become. Right. And if you don't have a goal and you want to be like I am, you're always going to want to be around me. If you don't have your own true north, you're going to be very offended when I don't spend time with you. When if Mark Metry doesn't answer my text, I understand why. He's trying to change the world. Mm. He's trying to change the world. And does it link up and do we get to spend time with him? Yes, but that's mutually beneficial. That helps both of us. Right. I don't consider us an anchor to Mark. No. We're engines for all of, you know, for, for each and well, every one of us. Well, he wants fitness stuff. Right. So. But we mastermind. We have some really good talks about that too. Right. So... That's what I told this person was like, you have to understand that until you have your own thing, you're either going to be relying on me to fill that need for your your macro, your vision, or I'm going to have to be pulling you. Right. And if you have a friend who isn't showing any progress, who isn't making the changes, you can only give somebody the answers for so long before you realize like, you know what? I don't know that this is the best for my long-term well-being. It's tough. It's tough, but... Another example of this would be... Imagine going to the gym with someone who is only going to the gym with you because they want to spend time with you. Are they going to push you past your limits? Are they going to be... I've been in the gym with people that, regardless of me, are going to be world-class at fitness. They're very motivating 
when I'm in the gym with them, they're not counting the seconds on the clock till they get to leave. Like they're there regardless of me and me being there with them is of mutual benefit. That's what we're talking about here is like, you all have been with that friend who when you're in the gym, you can tell they're there to hang out. Why are they there to hang out? Because that's why they're there. Whereas when you and I go to the gym, when we travel together, we're there to get a fire workout in. The priority is the workout. If the priority was just to hang out, what are the chances we're going to really push it? Yeah, I, I put it like this. If you were if you were at the gym with me and you left, I would stay. If you were at the gym with me and I left, you would stay. Right. And we've had other people that are, the second you get to the gym, it's like, all right, what time are we out of here? Like, no, we're not here to get out of here. We're here to get after it. Right. And again, like... It's hard. This is one of the harder the harder things. And Alan so and I have uh, we've both dealt with this. Right. We've both dealt with this. And again, like I'm not always necessarily proud about how I went about it because I had no idea what I was actually doing. I didn't realize that the distance was getting so great that I wouldn't be able to relate to this person or I wouldn't be able to go back. I know. You know, I didn't right. realize that. So that's one of the reasons we're sharing this with you guys so you don't you can do a better better job of like reallocating time. Like, that's possible. Just just because, you know, you might not be able to spend as much time or you'll have to understand that, like, okay, that's probably going to be my downtime. Maybe that's going to be my R&R. You know, I didn't understand that a year and a half ago. Now I do. So I want to try to help you guys with that so you don't, you know, follow in the footsteps that I did. And, you know, I pay the dummy tax and hopefully you guys don't have to. I'm going to use a, a really kind of hardcore example here. So we get coached by Dave Meltzer yes. every other week. We're talking to him tomorrow. I want you to you all to imagine that Kevin and I were supposed to hang out and we were going to play Call of Duty together. And it was going to be Thursday at noon. We were going to have lunch and play Call of Duty. Let's say David Meltzer's team reaches out and says, hey, Dave is available for, his, for a, a coaching call at noon. On, what did I say, Thursday? Thursday, yeah. I have to call Kevin and say, listen, man, I'm sorry, but I can't make our lunch. Why? Because I know in my heart that if I want to grow and have a world-class successful business that helps other people, I have to understand the fact that David Meltzer has a little bit more to teach me than me and Kevin playing Call of Duty. That doesn't mean both don't have a place in our life. It just means you have to understand and prioritize your growth. If growth is a priority for you, which it obviously is, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to us right now, and growth is not a priority for your other friend, most likely they're going to not understand why you have to do other things that are prioritized above them. So... Is Colleen the CEO of the company? Uh, president, I believe. The president. So the president of Dave's company emailed Alan and I. Right. And I literally did not even look at my calendar. I just said, yes, we're exactly. on the call. And you didn't look at mine either. I didn't look does, at anything. It, it doesn't matter. If there's a podcast, it can get moved. If there's right. a coaching call, it can get moved. I just think that it, it comes to priorities. Right. Like, if your number one priority is to succeed, then your number two priority if it is, you know, if you're dealing with friends, should be fine friends who want to succeed at the level you do. Right. <laughs> because that's kind of, no, I'm not going to say that's how, the only way you can have both, but that's how I found it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's just, if you look at our circle, that's why it is the way it is, because people don't get offended when I don't answer the phone, because I'm, I'm doing other things. It's not because I'm ignoring you. Right. And that's why I hate the memes that say, if he doesn't text you back, 
He doesn't care. Everybody has their phone on. Look, some people are getting after it. Like some people are getting after it. <laughs> right. You know, I don't. Sometimes I don't answer Taryn all day. Right. Um, she knows he's getting after it. He's doing what he's doing. I have a text from Emilia right now, and she knows I'll get to it after recording. Right. She understands. Right. Quick story rules. here. So I'm at Pins. This is several years back with a close friend of mine who I do care for and love dearly. I will keep it anonymous. And we're spending time together at Pins, and we're talking. And this person had introduced me to what has now become my favorite bodybuilder of all time, Greg Plitt. He passed away when he was 36, but I have a poster of him in my room. And he is the physique that I'm shooting for, um, actually beyond that, but my own unique version of it. So he's a huge hero of mine. That is what it is. And a huge hero of this other person. Now, I remember asking this person if he believed that he could look like Greg Plitt. And he said, no, he's on steroids. And I did not believe that Greg is on steroids. I believe Greg had a natural physique. I still do to this day. Now, this got me thinking in this moment. I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, Greg Plitt is your hero, and Greg Plitt is also my hero. You don't believe you can look like him. I do believe I can look like him. So no matter what, I'm better off. Because I believe it, therefore I'll take more action, therefore I'll get more results, and I'll learn more. So there's no benefit really to not believing it's possible it gets deeper i then asked this person because i was curious do you believe you could be a millionaire and he said no like you know i don't believe that and i said well do you believe i could and he said yeah of course and i remember thinking to myself like and i asked him why do you believe i could do it but not you he said well you have degrees you know you have your degree i said okay take away my degrees like do you believe because and I said, take away my degrees. Do you still believe I could be a millionaire? He's like, well, yeah. And I said, well, then why can't you? And I, I got him to realize in that moment, it's a very surreal moment, like, oh, I believe in him and not me. Why? Why am, is it possible for me, but not this other person? And here's the craziest part. If I believe I can be a millionaire one day, I'm more likely to go out and help people and start a business, and change lives, and develop myself, and grow, and try new things, and travel, and that one belief that I can be successful, versus this other person's lack of belief that they can be successful, the point is this, you will spend time with people who believe what you believe, if they do not, there will be friction. Because every, uh, underneath every action is a thought, yes, but also a belief. If you didn't believe there was gold under the ground, why would you dig? You wouldn't. And why are you digging alone when there are other people that believe what you believe? And that's, that's the, the God honest truth. And I no longer spend as much time with that person, not because I don't care about them, but because he does not believe what I believe. And when he does, I'll be there. And I'll be ready to help. And speaking of tension, that's the, so that's what happens, right? If somebody, just picture a rubber band is attached around a post. That post doesn't move. And it's attached to something that's rolling away from it. That creates a lot of tension. There's right. two ways you can relieve the tension. You can either back the truck up or you can stop moving and it, that pole can move a little bit closer to you. Right. And that's the only two ways you can, or you can snap the rubber band, and that means you're probably not friends anymore. That there's only really two ways you can alleviate the tension while staying connected. And if you're chasing something way greater than yourself and you pump the brakes, you will regret that. Yeah. If you don't accomplish your, your goals because you're waiting for people, you're probably going to regret that. 
so I think it's I think it's more about finding people who have the values that you do, have the goals that you do, and maybe doing a better job of reallocating your time and not just cutting it, right? You can reallocate your time better, but and everybody we've talked to and everybody we've seen and everybody we've met, this is this happens. This is a thing. The interdependent macro, the only way to have an interdependent macro, in other words, interdependent dreams, like Kevin and myself, we have interdependent dreams. Why? Because individually we both had a dream. Right. And there's no way that we could be such close friends if we didn't have that belief in ourselves, that goal, those core values. And it's just, this is a universal thing that so many of my clients are going through right now, and I know so many of you listeners are going through right now, and one of my biggest regrets, honestly, is once we realize this interdependent macro thing, I have spent, honestly, like, way too much time and energy trying to convince other people to believe what I believe, when in reality, I should have stayed true to myself and focused on the people, helping the people that really were ready to be helped, and that really wanted help, and that you know, did believe what I believe and did believe in themselves. So. They are they are out there. Yes. Sure. They are out there. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this. Sorry to bring the heat oh, yeah. on, a, on a Wednesday, but <laughs> this is, again, we want to give you guys what you need to succeed. We want to pull back the curtain on what is behind the scenes and what it really takes. So up next, we're actually going to do an episode on how to get over your fear of sales. For right. a long time, I dealt with the fear of selling to people. I've been talking to my clients about this because I've gotten more um, clients that are in the early entrepreneurial stages, and I realized very quickly that most people are afraid of sales, and we're going to talk about that and what sales actually is and how to become less afraid of it. I'm very excited for that episode. I'm sure you are. And uh, thank you for listening. Oh, we hope you enjoyed it. We won't talk to you on Friday. <laughs> talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.